Your weekend is not complete without the First Lady of New York Radio. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A new book, an almost new year, and a familiar face and voice to so many of us. The one and only Lydia Bastianich, who's come out. I don't even know what book this is, but she's going to tell us. Lydia's From Our Family Table to Yours. And Lydia, in conjunction with uh, one of her children, Tanya, has created at least 11 recipes for every occasion. And, you know, it's the kind of book that you pick up and you want to make everything, whether it's eggplant and peppers, which sounds so delicious, or fettuccine with caramelized onions, bacon, and chives. Just one delicious recipe, gnocchi made from chickpeas, baked fresh sardines, all the goodies. And Lydia, what book is this? I can remember. <laughs> Joan, it's number 16. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And there's there's more than 100 family recipes. You know, you've been on air all these years. I know that your your followers always want to know about you, about your family, what they do, what do they like to eat. And so, you know, this book is in response to all of those viewers that says, Lydia, what does Joe like? What's his favorite food? What do you cook for Tanya? What did Grandma love the best? Right. Grandma and loved this, good food. Yeah, she certainly did. Hmm. So, so this book has those recipes that reflect the family recipes, simple, straightforward, and delicious. And really delicious. And God bless your family. They love to eat. <laughs> well, you know, you and I always get on this subject. Your family is not that bad either. They love their, their holidays and their preparations. No, they do. And everyone loves to cook. My son cooks. My daughter is a really good cook and cooks all the time. And it, she says it makes her relax just to be in the kitchen. Yeah, it is. That's what food does. You know, cooking, a lot of people say, and you know what, Joan? A lot of men are really getting into yeah. cooking. Yeah, and they say, you know, I love cooking. But it is because it isn't, in a way, you know, you're creating, you're kind of uh, focusing on that. So your mind is on that. It's nice. It's delicious. It smells good. But also it's a way of giving, of nurturing the people you love. Without question. And I remember you telling me over the years that you often will have, for a Christmas, you'll start with a soup. And I do think I even read that in your new Lydia's book. You know, soup is very important. I, ever since I can remember, especially in the in the wintertime and fall and, you know, around the Christmas holidays and whatever, uh, a, a, a soup, and usually a chicken soup, you know. We do have... We start with an antipasto, which makes it easier. You know, if you have an if you have a big crowd, pulling out an antipasto with its cold cut cheeses, some marinated vegetables, and and uh, nice crusty breads and all of that. That's a great way to start. But then sitting down, soup. You know, you you put the big. We usually do put the big pot on the table mm. and ladle this soup out. If it's 20 of us, if it's 25, if it's 30, it's not all that complicated. But we love it. It opens up kind of the the appetite. Yeah, and it, it's, it sounds absolutely delicious, and everyone eats it. But do you find you do your antipasto? Is that a buffet? Yes. 
You put I it out on the, the table. Thing, yeah. To make things easier, you put it out on a table. You set up some tables around the kitchen, wherever you have space. And you spread it out, and you put. Uh, and then what I do, I, I set up a little bit, kind of bar as well. You know, where I put the prosecco, the wine, the Bastianich wine mm-hmm. out there, or whatever, and let them, let them, let them sort of help themselves. Because you know, to serve everybody an appetizer and a main course, uh, 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 let's see, a pasta or a soup and a main course at the table is long. I make a buffet, the appetizer, and you know what else, Joan? I make into a buffet the desserts. Oh, that's a so, good idea. Yeah, so everybody gets up, you know, nice and easy. They walk around, they relax, gives you a chance to clear up things. You put the little plates up there and all the desserts. And, you know, a lot of people bring with them desserts of that course. they baked and whatever. And you just spread it out. Fruits, you know, us Italians love our fruit, our panettone, our torone, and all the other desserts. that. Uh, and uh, so. Now, uh, just, in, just in a, go ahead, Lydia. So the opening, the antipasto and the finish makes it easy. So you have only, let's say, two courses, or if you're serving pasta, three courses to serve. Yeah. And does the family have a special thing that they request every Christmas beside the soup? Well, you, yeah, you know, uh, that's, that goes into a little bit of Christmas Eve, which sp- spills into Christmas Day, and that's the bacala. Bacala mantecato, catfish. You know, we have to have it. We have to have it for the for the Christmas Eve, especially because you know, sort of fishy, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, this bacala mantecato because you know bacala catfish. They have the salted catfish, which you have to soak and uh, and then you can cook it in a in a tomato sauce or in a cream sauce with potatoes. But they also have the stockfisher, which that? is the dry cod. It's a whole. It's like wood. You buy it in in the ethnic stores. You know, I got mine already, mind you. And it feels like 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 wood. It really dries out. You have to reconstitute it, soak it, then you have to cook it, and then you have to cook it until it sort of comes back to a kind of softer texture, right. not completely soft. And then you whip it. You whip it. Usually, it used to be done by hand, but now I put it in the in the processor. And I put olive oil and garlic and salt and pepper, nothing mm. else. And it whips up like a brandad, if you will. You had brandad, right? Right. So, so this is what it is. And uh, you make it the, the week before Christmas Eve and slowly sneak a little bit until Christmas Eve is the big day. And then it resurfaces for Christmas Day on the buffet table. It has to be there. Wow. That sounds really good. And do you do a lot of pasta, too, for Christmas Day? You know, not not that much uh, because if I, the soup, which is capon soup or a good uh, kind of free-range chicken soup, and then we, we, we make the tortellini there. But, you know, we also have not only the tortellini, we have gnocchetti de gris. Tell gnocchetti me. de gris is something like matzo balls. It's made out of, of semolina and just a little butter and cheese and eggs, and you make this little, uh, uh, the, the, the little gnocchi, like little gnocchi. Right. And you them in the soup so it's very similar to uh and we love that too and it's it's kind of easier also you know the tortellini you have to make them you make them in advance that's great but gnocchetti de gris is also something that is very traditional to us and it is like little uh, uh little matzo ball gnocchi like mm, it sounds so good and what about your mixed broth well the broth you know 
for the holiday, for Christmas, especially capon. Capon is a kind of a prized bird, you know, as far as a festive bird, if you will. We don't, you know, we don't use much turkey in, in Italy. Right. Uh, that's American. But we do have the capon. And uh, the capon, for those people that know, is, is, is a castrated uh, uh, rooster. Uh, rooster, exactly. And uh, and uh, so it has it kept all its flavor. It wasn't fooling around with the with the lady chickens. So it keeps a lot of flavor in the in it, and it's really great a great stock. And mm. so we do a hundred percent for Christmas. I do a hundred percent capon soup. I put the I put the feet. I put the head. I put everything in there. Lots of vegetables and leeks and celery and carrots and onions and uh, you know what I put also in there. The, the rinds of, of cheese, like oh. Grana Padano or Parmigiano, you know, I save them. And then I just wash the rinds and put them in there. Uh, and it, it, it's a really delicious and complex soup. And with a gnocchetti de gris, a little grated grana on top, uh, that, that fits the, the soup and the kind of pasta uh, course. You know, it's funny. I was uh, clearing out the refrigerator last night, and I came across... A big in a baggie, a big baggie full of the rinds, and I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know how long they've been here, but I used to. Lizzie um, had a very good Italian friend for many years, and he would insist that she save all the rinds to add to her soup, to her stock, to her stew, whatever she was making. Can you keep those rinds for a long time? Uh yeah, cheese keeps keeps good. Sometimes you might get a little bit of mold on uh -huh. on the cheese, but you know, take the, the like a vegetable brush, feel it on off, the warm, and brush it off good. You know, you have to brush the rinds anyway, good, or scrape it. I use a little paring knife and I scrape it sometimes when they have things. And once you have washed it well and all that, it's ready to go. And you know, you can make just a great soup out of the rinds. How rinds do you do that? Of, well, you put the rinds. And water, and of course you put all the vegetables, the onions, the uh -huh. carrots, the celery, the parsley, uh, little peppercorns. I put a little bit of tomato paste, like a spoonful of tomato paste. Mm. And and you let this simmer, 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 and then you season it with salt, and you have a great, uh, actually vegetarian soup. As somebody does not like meat or want meat, but it is a great soup. And it's traditional, you know, they make it in Italy. Right, it sounds good. And I noticed that your grandchildren, whom I've watched since they were babies, are now in there cooking with grandma and doing a great job. Yes, they are. You know, kids, when they were small, they were with me. And, you know, you went through this. And then they become teenagers. And then right. they, they kind don't. of don't, don't want any part of all of this. But once they get back into adulthood, if you will, and in college and all of that, you know, those skills that they learn with grandma in the kitchen – serves them well because they become popular in exactly. the dorms. They bring the food. Exactly. A nice spaghetti cla clam sauce or spaghetti tomato sauce yeah. or baked the whole The whole uh, floor in the dorm comes uh, to, to, to them. And they tell me, they call me a lot of times, Grandma, you know, uh, the other day, one of them calls says, Grandma, I have a, a butternut squash. What should I do? You know, what? The, I says, you know, clean it, wash it, cut it in pieces, roast it. Nice, then put a little bit of toasted almonds and a little bit of balsamic reduction on it and makes a great meal. And yeah, they love it. They love it. And I love that they all love to cook because I remember early on, you only wanted Joseph, your son, 
to go to grad school, business school, you know, not in the food business. That lasted like two minutes, not in the food business. Exactly. Well, you know, he ended up going down and working uh, for, I think, Merrill Lynch and whatever, until one day he just quit. And he came to the restaurant and I, he that said, you know, mom, quit. I said, what do you mean you quit the job? You know, you don't quit jobs. And I said, why? He says, Ma, I wasn't happy. And I said, what do you want to do? So he says, well, I think I'll hang around here. You know, I said, oh, my God, now I'm going to have him here. <laughs> he's, uh, but you see, it was his passion. He wasn't happy down there. And, uh, you know, he's still in it. Right. And so and my daughter. And loving it. And she, too. Yes. From yep, the yep, very yep. beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of, you know, I guess it grows. Uh, you grow into it. It sort of uh, enters your 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 blood, as they say. That's for sure. Well, you have to take it as a good compliment that the kids want to follow in grandma's footsteps. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the grandkids, I don't know, you know, uh, they're, they're interested, they're cooking and whatever, but let them let them fly off and, and test the, the, the waters, and then we'll see who'll come back. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a feeling you better expand your kitchen to fit all of them who'll come back. <laughs> Who grew up with this love, and and food is so many different things, you know. It's not just as you have taught all the rest of us, not just a recipe. It's a way of life. It's hello to family. It's comfort. It's so many Absolutely. different things. Every time I cook my mother's favorite food, I have her with me, and I'm sure your family is going through that with Grandma now. I do too. You know, I think you know. Uh, She's right, right there with me. The, the spirit is there. You know the smells, mm. the flavors. It all brings you back. Your exactly. memory goes to a, a place that you spent with those people, and it makes you relive. It feels really good inside. And uh, for me, it feels good that I transport this to my children, to my grandchildren, and so on. You know, this is this is what life is all about. I guess you know uh, we have our families. We do the best to make them grow into decent human beings, and then their children as grandma, even more. You know, you're a grandma, you know. Uh, I always tell my kids, your kids, which would be my grandkids, are the biggest gift for having you guys. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, Lydia, thank you so much. I love the new book, From Our Family Table to Yours, and Lydia did that with her daughter, Tanya. But... Yeah. All of the vestiages are into the world of food and family and comfort and have shared a lot of this with all of us, making our lives yeah. better. Joan, I want to share one more thing. You know, this year is 25 years that I am on PBS. And on the 18th on PBS at 8 o'clock, there will be a special, Growing Up with Lydia. It's my year's. Uh, as a child coming into America and then making my way into America to who I am today. So that's a tribute from PBS uh, to my 25 years of being on public television. So if you have a chance, watch it. Of course we're going to watch it. And you, when you first started, it, it seems like yesterday. that 25 years. I know. It goes by, though, right? Who can believe it? From a restaurant in Queens where you would go pick the dinner from the garden or whatever, 
Right. You were you were there. You were there. That's right. We used to go and we worked with the Fitzgerald family, a wonderful original radio family. And they would pick up their priest and me on Sunday nights and we'd go out to Queens to Lydia's, who was just starting her adventure in this amazing world of food and family and comfort and that's history now. Yeah. Exactly, and I appreciate all these years that we were friends. Uh, you you had me on so many times to share my passion with your listeners. Right, and everything is good. I'm still using my Lydia sauces, which make <laughs> you can, you know, sort of when you serve it, and they say, oh, that must have taken you forever to make. Just <laughs> smile <laughs> and pass it around. All right, happy holidays to you and yours. Say hello to everyone. Thank you, Joan. The same to you and your family. Ciao. Ciao. I'm Joan Hamburg, and that was Lydia Bastianich. Stay tuned. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.